Love Talk Radio. that will help people 
get to that next level of development, spiritual development. And I had accidentally kind of run into his information, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, I, I have got to have this person on the, my show. And the gentleman that I'm talking about is Brother uh, S. Ali Myers, and he is author um, he's a spiritual development expert and a number one best-selling author of the book, Deity Language Manual, How to Find Your Gods and Goddesses Using Numerology. Now, before we get started, I'm going to have us get prayed in, and I want to send a special shout-out to um, Brother Thomas Shala Walker, who is responsible for this particular prayer. It is the, it's a Kabbalistic prayer uh, called the Anabakoa, and it contains the 42-letter name of 42 letters of the name of God in the prayer, and it is also known for creating um, miraculous healings. So I'm going to go ahead and get get that going, and I will be right back and bring on our guest.
Okay, uh, Brother Ali, are you there? Peace, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Thank right. you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. How are you feeling this evening? Oh, all is well. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you for inviting me on your platform. Uh, on your platform, it's an honor to be on the program. Yeah, um, I'm so glad that you accepted. Much appreciated. Um, well, for those of you who might be on the line that don't know, aren't familiar with your work, uh, why don't you tell a little about yourself and how you came into doing the type of work that you're doing right now? Okay, in a nutshell, um, for lack of better words, you can call me a spiritual teacher. Um, what I do is help people grow spiritually. I help them help themselves. Let me be very clear, because no one person can make anybody do anything. But um, based on my work, a lot of people are finding it easier. Um, some deep esoteric concepts make it very simple, so you can put in work. Um, with that, we have a platform, um, the radio show, Mind Right Radio, that I do with my weird son, Sarah, and also my cousin, Juice. Um, have a website, com and thirdeyeactivation.com, many free articles. I think between the two websites, we have about 100 free articles. A lot of information is dealing with spiritual growth. Have a YouTube channel. Um, so with them platforms, it's a lot of information being put out just about spiritual growth. And I'm just one of many people in this Aquarian age that's providing information. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Now, uh, one of the things uh, for those who are are new to this, um, one of the things that one of the platforms or one of the things that you talk about is Ali's model for spirituality. Would you give some details about that? Okay, so I've, I've been teaching like spirituality for a while, for years now. Um, one of the things I realized was a lot of people were new and they were confused on where to begin. Um, so the spirit put it on my consciousness one day to put out something to give people a baseline, like comprehension, just to get into spirituality. For a while, I've been uh, recommended that people have a concept of the universal laws, the chakras, and numerology and or astrology. With that, we added to it. So um, it's broken up into three sections. There's a knowing part, and what we recommend is that you know the universal laws, the chakras and numerology, and then there's a doing part because you actually have to do something in order to grow spiritually. So with that, we have meditation, altar work, and uh, doing some form of magic. And the last section, the third section, is um, is um, spiritual tools. And this is where you have people dealing with crystals, tarot, medallions, wands, and just all the various tools. And another tool and I like the intro song that you play, shout out to Shalor, um, the end of the code. Divine prayers are also a tool. So we think tools are actually something physical, but a prayer could be a tool as well. Say if you're mm-hmm. out and about somewhere, you don't have um, your favorite medallion or your favorite crystal, you can always chant a prayer or chant a mantra. So prayers and mantras are also tools. So when you look at the model, the model for spiritual growth, Knowing, knowing, the, knowing the information, actually doing something and having something, regardless of where you are, that's a baseline foundation. And it's strictly that, a foundation, because you may be a healer, and that requires you to do certain things. You may be a teacher, that may require you to do other things. 
But what I see a lot of people, especially people that have been on the spiritual journey for years, and they feel like they're not growing, is because they don't have a solid foundation. So we took it upon ourselves to get people prepared for that. Okay. Okay, so one of the words that I heard you use is magic. So when you talk about magic, in what in what way do you uh what way are you defining magic when you use that particular word? And I I like the way you said it, because magic is one of those terms that many people have different definitions for. Uh magic mm-hmm. from my from my perspective, keep it very simple. Magic is manipulating reality. Period. That's either making something come about or getting rid of something. Now, with that, there's a lot of different systems dealing with magic, but that's a whole other conversation itself. But magic in its purest form, from my definition, is manipulating reality, making things appear, or making things go away. Okay. Okay. Now, um, one of the one of the things that uh, I know that you uh, absolutely emphasize with you know in your videos and and for those of you who are listening right now, if you actually go to the the page, the YouTube page. Excuse me, not YouTube, but Blog Talk page. I have brother uh, brother Ali's information all there, um, but. Um, what what are some of the reasons you actually do encourage people to build an ancestral altar? Uh, what is the why do you why do you uh, suggest that people start out with that? Okay, yeah, you um, everybody that follows me, but if you have if you never heard of me or whatever, um, my major influence on my spiritual path was Master Teacher Dr. Mitchell Gibson. And I know Arlene has a lot of respect for him following the teachings also. I heard him mm-hmm. say something back in the day where he said, the altar changes life, you know, and it's something that resonated with me. So I started doing my altar. Um, it was kind of like at first I wasn't really going hard with it like I do now. I kind of haphazardly put it up every once in a while, giving an offering, you know. But one day I really committed. I'm like, you know what? I'm really going to do this. I'm really going to commit myself to it. One of the first altars I had um, dealing with the deities was Lakshman Ganesh. A lot of people, when they work with deities, that's one of the two most popular deities to work with. So I placed an offering um, for Lakshmi and Ganesha, and the very next day, it's kind of a lengthy story, but I'll summarize it like this. I had $140 in the middle of the street, in a neighborhood in Cincinnati. Um, that was showing me something. You mm-hmm. telling me that I just give a simple offering from the heart, and it's not about the money because what, what people focus on is, like, how much am I going to gain? What's in it for me? The way I took it was it was a confirmation that was connected to something. And that was something I wasn't taught in school. I wasn't taught in church, you know. So when I seen that mm-hmm. that experience for myself, I was convinced after that. So I really took my altar game to a whole nother level. So I started doing it, and it's changed my life. And once something changes your life, you want to help other people have that same effect. So that's the reason why we inundate the public with a lot of information dealing with the altar, not just so much you need to do this, but just putting it out there so you have no excuses to get it started. And at this point, based on my work, based on Master's work, 
based on a lot of people's work, a lot of people are having their own experience. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Okay. Okay. So, uh, okay, you did talk about the the uh, altars for the deities, but um, uh, the question that I have for, for you is uh, what, why would be one of the reasons, I, I know especially for the deities, I, I got that answer, but for your ancestors, why would you actually recommend that a person actually do uh, an uh, altar for their ancestors? Okay, yeah, the the way to look at it as far as um, working with ancestors, I know we're we're talking about ancestors, but I'm gonna mix it in with the deities as well, just deities. to give a kind of just to give a slight distinction. The deities okay. can do a lot for you, a lot for you on your spiritual growth. Your ancestors, a lot of time, they need our help. A lot of us have ancestors that were enslaved. A lot of us have ancestors that deal with certain calamities, catastrophes, and all these various things, untimely deaths. Well, the soul depend on its orientation and how much it's grown. It can either go to the higher worlds or it can stay earthbound, and there's many different levels in between that. So when your ancestors transition, if they're not in a quote-unquote favorable position, they become attaching spirits, they become ghosts, they become, um, they possess certain things, you know, the, the whole gamut of what we call uh, the paranormal phenomena. So when you build an altar and take care of your ancestors because you're giving them food, which is something they need because it's dealing with energy, and you're giving them prayers and offerings and offerings so they can get rise into the higher worlds. And when you do that, it elevates them to a position where they can assist you. So it's like you take care of them, and then since you took care of them, now they can take care of you. So it's vital to take care of your ancestors because they were with you. They're part of your bloodline. A lot of you know your grandparents. You know your grandma. You know your granddad. Even if you don't know your great-grandparents, they still know you. They're a lot more close than what we give them credit for. We say the other side, but it's really this side. Oh, everything is running right here, right now. That's why you see things on the corner of your eyes. That's why you can close your eyes and drift off into a daydream. It's showing you that everything is within your mind, and you have all these different ancestors connected to your consciousness. So it's best if you take care of them so they can take care of you so you don't have – a lot of the people are having thoughts that are truly not yours. It's because you have influence that are connected with you. And I personally have dealt with this as far as helping people that are experienced in these things. So once they set up the altar, do it properly, then they will start to experience a lot less, lot less weight on you. If you feel real heavy and drained, a lot of times you have a lot more energies around you. That's one of, one of my gifts I can tell if somebody has a lot of spirits attached to them. So I recommend the spirit attachment removal on Tybro or recommend a spiritual bath, recommend certain things so you can get out of your aura. So the importance of taking care of your ancestors is of utmost importance. And once you start to do that, the ancestors will give you a confirmation that they're with you. And it comes in various ways, from dreams to synchronicities to a, a long-lost relative just popping up that you haven't seen in years. So many ways they get messages to us. A lot of times our eyes are closed and we don't see it. Well, when you set up that telephone booth called an altar, oh, you'll get their message a lot clearer. 
Okay. Okay. Um, one of the other questions that I uh, that I have is, um, you know, I know that you quite often talk about spiritual parentage. What is, what are some what is the way for a person to figure out who their spiritual parent parents are? I do know that when people call me. Um, uh, I intuitively am able to at least give them one of the spiritual parents. Um, and then there's sometimes when the spiritual parent is like, no, this one, they have to do the work for it. But how how would they go about finding out who their spiritual parent is? Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I was, I was uh, made to make the book to be a Tlinkish manual, um, to help people identify with their spiritual parents. But this is something where everybody's case is different, you know, and just mm-hmm. for those who are unaware of what spiritual parents are, once again, this was a term coined by Dr. Gibson. And if you look at the different cultures and different, like, especially like the Wiccans, um, they say like the matron deity, patron deities, um, or they, and, um, the Orishas, they say like this, Orisha has your head, like Ogun's over my head. So these different cultures alluded to us having quote-unquote spiritual parents. But in simplistic terms, it's the deities that created your soul. Now, how do you come about finding them? Usually they find you. In my case, um, Tahuti is one of my spiritual parents, and I had the pleasure of getting mine verified by Dr. Gibson. So, I mean, if you're dealing with spiritual parents, that's probably the best source you can go to um, when he was doing consultations. And it's funny because up to that consultation, I started having Tahuti come through. One of the last uh, synchronicities that happened, I had, a, I had a, um, a gentleman I was mentoring that lived in Florida. He called me out the blue, not scheduled, just out the blue, and it was so in his mind so hard that he just wanted to tell me about this deity. And he was like, you know, this deity, he said a name. I do not know the name, but he said, y'all would call him Tahuti or Talk. But in my language, you call him, you know, you said something crazy or whatever. But he would just, like, emphatically tell me about Tahuti, 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 Tahuti. And I'm like, this dude just called me out the blue. A few days before that, my cousin Juice um, brought over to, we was having a build session, and he brought up a, a, a documentary. In his documentary, all they were doing was talking about Tahuti. And the documentary was not called The Files of Tahuti or The Emerald Tablet. It was some, like, off-name brand um, documentary, but all throughout the documentary, they just kept referring, uh, referencing to Hootie. So, and, like, these were the last two major events. I was convinced to Hootie was one of my spiritual parents. So when I had a consultation with Dr. Gibson and he stated, you know, um, to Hootie is one of your spiritual parents, I was like, okay, that's confirmation. So that showed me that a lot of times these deities will reach out to you, quote-unquote, and let you know they're connected with you. If, and I noticed that with the book, a lot of people saying that's confirming who I was already rocking with, who I was attracted to already. And that's the part where you can't allow your ego and your self-doubt to be like, oh, no, they ain't it. That's too easy. It's usually the easy is what it is. We make things hard because we think it's supposed to be hard. And when you say things like, oh, the deity that created my soul and that's my spiritual parent, right there we put too much value on it. Tahuti came through very easily. I could have easily been like, oh, no, I reject that. I'm not convinced, you know, but I didn't do that. 
Just go with the flow. So the way you find your spiritual parent, they find you, or you have to get resources, be it the linkage manual, um, Master Gibson's book, Discovering Your Spiritual Parents, How to Build an Altar. Um, those are resources. Also, you can connect with uh, someone like myself, Arlene, says she um, does it. I know uh, Megas Richard Buller, he does it. So those are three people that um, can help you uh, connect with your spiritual parents. Okay. Um, so what would you, uh, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, well, what would you say to a person who's com- coming from a traditional background who who would say, well, you know, um, I I only believe in praying to one God, uh, and that they find themselves, I guess, surrounded by by people who are who are going, I guess you can say, back to to I guess the original teachings um, before before becoming colonized. Uh, what would you say to those people who are? Oh, who are having, I guess, issues with, the, you know, the information that you may be presenting. Oh, um, yeah, I'm the. Uh, I'm not your traditional spiritual teacher. I wouldn't say anything to them, to be honest. I don't play <laughs> uh, convincing people. Uh, I've been in this mm-hmm. thing for a while. You know how it is. You're either going to get it mm-hmm. or not get it. The people I speak to, the people that work with me, I don't have to twist their arm or anything. They come with their own free will. And what I started noticing, especially like, like the past year or so, is people were saying, I don't know how I found you. I just found you. Or I was looking at this YouTube video, looking at the related videos. I end up on your website, and now I'm on the phone with you. You know, all these different stories of people really not knowing how they found me. And I, think, I was like, oh, okay. Just do the work, mm-hmm. put out light. In the spirit world, they arrange people to find you. That's why they say when the teacher's ready, the student will appear. When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. It works both ways. So I know when someone gets online, quote, unquote, and they're ready to wake up, they're going to be led to an Arlene, to an Ali, to a Master Gibson. That's the way it works. So Ali is not in the business of convincing anyone, but if someone genuinely had a question, that's different. Like, I'm interested in working with deities, but... It conflicts with this. I had to say it. I had to say it that way because too many times we get spiritual and think everybody's supposed to do what we're supposed to do, and not, that's not the true way of a spiritual a spiritual life. But if somebody asks that question, um, the way I like to look at it is, I'll say the Creator has many different children. Some of these children are what we call gods. That's it. Okay. Beautiful. Now, um, in what way, um, let's say, for instance, a person has been facing some challenges, um, in what way would you say that actually doing altar work uh, assists them um, with, with whatever that challenge may be? Okay, that your ancestors have a lot of influence on your day-to-day life. Uh, one of the examples I love to use is uh, my grandfather, peace and blessings be upon him. Um, he woke me up uh, on one occasion um, because my alarm clock went off. Simple example. Alarm clock went off, had to wake up at a certain time, and he clearly came in a dream. He spit in his hands. My son was in a dream. He wiped his face. That immediately woke me up. 
And that's akin to somebody wetting your face to wake you up. That's what he did in the dream. I woke up, seen the alarm clock was off, you know? So that's, <laughs> they help you with your day-to-day life. That's so huge. A lot of y'all are looking for direction. I need this relationship, or when is this going to Man, you connect with these ancestors, they will lead the way. You're talking about doing this by yourself, being in the dark by yourself, or being in the dark with a flashlight. The ancestors can give you a flashlight because they're looking at things from a God's eye view. You're looking at things on earth level, so you only see what's right in front of you. The ancestors, they can see not what, what is right in front of you, but they can also see what's around the corner, what's up to come in a year. If you stay on this road, what's going to end up happening? So they can start to reroute you. You know, when, you on, when you're running your GPS, you take a wrong street, what does the GPS do? It reroutes you. That's what your ancestors can do. They can reroute you. So that's why you want to rock with them because they're going to help you with your day-to-day life. We all have our daily ups and downs. They can take care of that. Like I said, they have more influence on our day-to-day life. I, re- I recall once hearing Father uh, Dr. Gibson say that when you're having a lot of troubles in your life, it's usually the ancestors sort of nudging you. I found this to be true. After doing my altar work for consistently for like, um, it was like a while, I want to say maybe like a year or so, I took a break. I just took a little break, and I stopped doing it as hard as I was. Long story short, I'm on the porch because I started experiencing little relationships, little little money problems, just little bumps in the head like that was real unusual at the time. And it hit me. I was sitting on the porch, and they were like, you haven't been giving your offering and taking care of your ancestors. Got back on my altar work, everything cleared back up. So I've seen in my own life from doing it and not doing it, it's a difference it, it, it makes in your life. Okay. So uh, one question that I do have for you is, like, um, w- let's say – uh, you did say that there are different levels uh, that are on the other side. Um, if if your ancestors have actually have actually gotten into, I, I guess what you would call like a heavenly world, like Gandon. Uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Gandon, Gandon is considered one of those places that is uh, is a place that you can go to other than here if you have spiritually advanced enough. But if uh, one of your ancestors has actually progressed into that world, would, would actually the giving of offerings assist them uh, in, in their growth and development? You know, the individual... Yeah, I got you. If they're elevated to a certain point, and that's why that's why I specified the orientation of the soul and the growth that the ancestor has. That's very important, extremely important. A lot of you have a bloodline where you have a lot of priests, like 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 voodoo priests. Like you can tap into that energy. That's your bloodline. So if you have like an ancestor that's elevated, say they're illuminated, and even or for maybe even enlightened. That's like them being a god on that level. So when you're giving an offering, that's akin to not to that level, but it's sort of like giving an offering to the gods. So you're not helping them. They don't need your help per se. They're more in position to help you. And look at your earthly life. 
there's people in your family that you can help, that you're in a way better position that you can help, then there's people in your family that can help you more. Imagine having, like, uh, Michael Jordan in your family. That's how an ancestor is if they're in Gander or they're ascended. It's like having Michael Jordan in the family. So you don't think Michael Jordan being in your family can help you? You better tap into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like you better okay. tap into that. Okay. Um, now, the next question that I have is, uh, you know, do you feel that um, can a person petition any God or do they need to develop a relationship with their spiritual parentage first before seeking seeking the assistance of, you know, um, of another deity? Yeah, you can call, just like now, I like to use real-life examples. You can call anybody. You can take out the yellow pages right now and call anybody. Or we probably don't have yellow pages anymore. Go to Facebook Messenger and just <laughs> call somebody on your Facebook list. You know, I've had people call me on the Facebook Messenger. Like, so you're not going to answer that. That's, a, that's, that's the same thing with anything. So take that same concept on the spiritual realm. You can call on any deity you want to. But the ones that you have a relationship with, are going to be more likely to answer the phone, just like the people in real life. You have a relationship with them, they might answer the phone. So I would recommend that you start with your spiritual parents if you don't know who they are, then start with deities that are resonating with you. Because more than likely, even if they're not your spiritual parents, they're um, resonating with your soul, so you have like a vibrational match to it. Your only thing you're dealing with is a vibrational match. For those who know your spiritual parents, you see them, when you look at them, you see yourself. You have attributes of them. It's like you're looking in the mirror. And when you awaken more and more, when you gain more light, you become them. That's when you become a living avatar or an awakened, ascended represent, representation of this deity. So I recommend starting with your spiritual parents because they have more of a vibrational match to you. But you have free will to connect with any deity you want to. I can't guarantee they'll answer the phone. <laughs> okay. Now, if there are any people out there that have any questions, just please press the number one to let me know that you are interested in talking to me or my guest, um, and I will make sure to bring you on. Now, I know that I was—I didn't actually listen to the show, your show last week. No less this past weekend, but um, you were talking about um, overcoming um, what is that? You know, poverty what, what is it? Poverty consciousness. Poverty consciousness. Like, well, well, would you be willing to share some of the things that you shared on, you know, in, in your video and also on your show? Or oh, how yeah, do you definitely. go about? Yeah, yeah. How do you go yeah, about definitely. breaking poverty consciousness? Yeah, um, to keep it consistent with the altar, and I'll give another tip um, if you want me to, but dealing with the altar, you want to have some deities that represent wealth and abundance. Um, this is your Lakshmi, um, your Venus, your Oshun, um, um, Fortuna, Ganesha. Um, one or more of those deities, you put down the altar and you start to give them offerings you're dealing with an energy that deals with prosperity and abundance. So you're giving an offering, energizing that aspect of reality. 
You have to know that these gods and the ancestors, they influence reality. There's a reason why there's a god of the wind. There's a reason why there's a god of money and god of everything. Is because their energy, we just call it the energy Oshun, Ogun, Abatala. So when you know that what the energy represents, you throw it on the altar so you can connect with that energy. So that's one thing you could do to help break away poverty consciousness. But what that's more than likely going to do is give you an influx of something. And it doesn't always have to be money. So you might have more opportunities where you have greater ideals, which could turn into money. Too many times we think it's money falling out of the sky. A lot of times the ancestors and the deities, they're nudging us. You know, like, go here, do this, start writing this, set up this website. I, mean, you, I, mean, I know you hear it. People are like, man, I've been thinking about setting up a website for 20 years. You know, like, we're going to be out of websites by the time some people set it up. But a lot of people mm-hmm. have all these things that they want to do. That is your ancestors and deities guiding you. Then you'll be like, oh, they don't hear my prayers or no one's listening. They're telling you what to do. But our egos block a lot of things. This is all relative to poverty consciousness. The reason why a lot of people don't do the things that they're supposed to do is because, guess what? It might work. It might work. And once it works, you have to deal with it, you know? So um, that's one of the things you can do is set the deities on your altar. Another thing I recommended on the program was start to spend a little bit more money on things. Um, the example I use, if you want the Applebee's and spend, and spend $10.99, um, go to Applebee's and spend $11.99, just a dollar more. Just start to up the ante a little bit because a lot of times we'll penny pinch, and that's telling the universe that we either can't afford it or we don't value it. And it's not about the thing. It's just preparing your mind to spend more, to give more. And uh, one of the things I, I, I said on the show was, like, when I started dealing with spirituality, I was looking for everything free, free mantra, free audios, free, 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 free. Now I don't want to get anything free. I want to invest in it because I know I'm not spending money. I'm investing in myself. And this concept is not popular if you have a poverty consciousness. And the reason, the way you know it is because if you, if, if you heard me say that, and you immediately was like, spirituality ain't supposed to be for you. got poverty consciousness. <laughs> Nothing wrong with investing in yourself. I take pride in investing in myself. A grown man, a God, does not want everything handed to him. We want to earn everything. So that's the whole thing about um, breaking away poverty consciousness because a lot of our people are dealing with that because we've heard Big Mama, we heard our mom say, um, turn a light off. You don't run my bills sky high. You know, all these different things. Money don't grow in trees. You know, I can't afford that. Wait till next week when I get paid. All that, all that did was create a program saying, I don't have it. I ain't got it, you know. So um, a lot of people are dealing with that. So it's going to take more than just one thing. That's why on the program we laid probably about ten things you can do, you know, because it's going to take more than one ingredient. When you bake a cake, it has more than one ingredient. Everything in this reality usually involves more than one ingredient. Um, so, um, yeah, I would suggest that you check out that program because we went in two hours um, talking about poverty consciousness. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Um, okay, well, so 
when starting when starting out, I know that one of the spiritual tools that you mentioned was prayer, of course, and um, um, wands and things of that nature. But if a person is just just starting, what would you recommend that they start with? As far as as far as a tool or a prayer? Yeah. Yeah, a tool or a prayer. I mean, what um, if they're if they're just beginning, um, and they are they are looking to uh, they're looking to of course connect with their ancestors and also with the gods. Um, but what or would you say that they would have to investigate to find out what 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 tool to actually use when when doing when doing the work. Yeah, altar you that. really don't need yeah, altar you really don't need too much. Um just mm-hmm. want something representing the elements like candles, crystals, water. Uh, most important mm-hmm. thing is giving the offering. So you want to give them food every day. Um so you really don't have to go out and really buy too much. You know, you just have mm-hmm. to really start start putting it together. And like I said, we have so much free information to get you set up and get you started where, I mean, you have really have no excuses. And um, the example I like to use, too, is, like, most people have an altar anyway. Like, you have your deceased relatives on the wall. A lot of you have an urn. You have a special table with your great-grandma's urn on it. That's an altar, really, you know? It's uh, representing the non-living, <laughs> so it's an altar. So uh, <laughs> put it on the table. Put a couple pictures, throw some water on there, start getting it in. Like, it's really not that, like, too much time as we make it too technical. Like, I'll do it when I get X, Y, Z. Once again, that's an a, a influence of poverty consciousness. But make an excuse that you need something before you do it. Like, uh, what I always recommend is just do it. Figure it out later. Just start. Your spirit will lead you to where you need to go. Okay. So, um what okay so can or if you're comfortable with talking about uh talking about this but um what are some of the things that you recommend to a person who may be um carrying uh quite a bit of their ancestors on to me or have spiritual attachments and and just so that people out there uh understand this um uh I know there are certain things, uh, certain activities that people do that actually causes holes in their bioenergetic fields that allows these attachments to come upon them. Um, if you are a person who's into heavy drinking, smoking, any of the any drugs, any of these particular vices make you susceptible to getting these attachments you know, on you, and there are certain ways of there are certain ways of getting rid of them, and also one of the benefits of actually having an ancestral altar is so that your ancestors can actually feed off of the altar instead of feeding off of you but if if um but brother ali if when people actually do when you do come across a client that has quite a few attachments on on them what are some of the things that you recommend that they do in order to in order to relieve themselves of you know these attachments that they may have 
Yeah, if it's bad enough, if it's already passed, um, you setting up an altar or taking a spiritual bath, um, you're going to need a soul cleansing, a spiritual cleansing. Um, I know Tyro.com, that's why I would point them to, um, to get a, a spiritual cleansing, um, because if mm-hmm. it's something that's really drastic, you're going to need some kind of um, divine intervention, if you would. You're going to need a professional in order to conduct something for you. Um, so that's that's really a choice that you have to make. And it's, it's like walking around with 20 blankets on or taking the blankets off. It might cost you a little bit, but you're going to have to do that in order to get it off. Um, and from all the different cultures, I know the shamans played a large role in that, um, helping people remove that. So nowadays you have to go to the professionals that can do that. So that's why I would recommend to somebody, if they're really experiencing a lot of heavy energy, um, they're going to need a cleansing. Okay. Okay. Now, what what would you say would be the cause of somebody? Well, like what I I guess you could say what kind of spiritual trauma took place either within the family line or uh with that person that would cause them to have that type of an issue come up for them. Yeah, you you hit it right on. Um whatever like to briefly explain, like, when someone crosses over, um, obviously you lose the physical body, but you don't lose your mind. So if you have um, attachments to certain things, that's the reason why a lot, that's the reason why we have a ghost phenomenon on our planet is because people are attached to people, places, and things. That's very important. And once people do not go into the quote-unquote light and they stay earthbound, they need an energy. They need energy in order to stay here. So that's when they start to attach to people. The reason why this is important is because if you have somebody that was an alcoholic, they transition and they're earthbound, they're going to connect with someone else drinking. So they're going to connect with their aura. That's why Arlene used those examples because a lot of people have vices that they couldn't let go and they still want to experience it while in the afterlife. So they're going to have to connect with somebody. So if you have some sort of vice or something like that, that can leave you as, as vulnerable or exposed. But the first universal law is mentalism. And if you don't have your mind right on the various levels, as far as your health, as far as your confidence, as far as your self-esteem, sexuality, everything that you can think of, if you have an imbalance there that leaves you open and vulnerable and there are certain entities and certain energies that feed off your vulnerability, that feed off your ignorance. So if you have any kind of imbalance in life, that leaves you exposed, to be honest, and it can go all the way up into attaching spirits. That's a, like kind of an extreme case. More than likely, if you have just like self-confidence issues, um, more than likely you may not be done with an attaching spirit. But, I mean, Anything's a possibility. You're talking about the spiritual world is very vast, and there's many different layers. That's why at the end of the day, when people, because you know some people get inundated with too many questions. Why this? Why that? When, when, when is this going to happen? For someone like that, I would just recommend just grow, seriously. Just focus on growing. As long as you're growing, you're doing something, quote, unquote, right, and eventually you'll reach the light. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
we are going to go ahead and take a brief break, and we will hear, you know, got to pay the bills. So we're going to pay um, a commercial, and I'm going to bring on one of my sponsors. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we heal your mind, body, and your soul. Every Monday, it is totally whole with Pastors Bridget and Pastor Cook. Every Tuesday, it is the old school mix with the world famous DJ Davey D playing the hottest old school R&B, hip-hop, and reggae mixes around. Every Thursday, there's something new just for you. The first Thursday of the month opens with total empowerment with Angela Hardy of Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa. The second Thursday of the month is Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey talking about relationships. Get your relationship questions answered with one love, one connection, one us. The third Thursday of the month is Reverend Jamel Gilliam with the Man Show. It's time to man up with the brother himself, Reverend Jamel, on the Sacred Masculine. Every fourth Thursday of the month, it is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. It is the self-help show. And just for you, we have a special. On the fifth Thursdays of the month, we have Arlene Cahet coming back with Healing Paradigms. And she's going to offer you all the healing that you need. On Sundays, we have Updraft with the delightful Deletta Gillespie. You won't want to miss an hour or a minute or a day on the Family Healing Circle, where we heal your mind, body, and soul. Okay. Leslie, uh, um, would you press 1 and Julie, uh, Julie or Leslie, either one of you press 1 and let, let us bring you up on the queue? Hello. This is the this is Healing Paradigms. Is this uh, Julie or Leslie? Hello. Four one zero one two two six. You're on the air. Hello. 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 Yeah. This is King. But you oh, you want King. to. How... Yeah. If you have any questions, please feel free. Yeah, I just wanted to throw um, this this out there. Um, as I'm listening to the program, I'm hearing interrelationships, and I think it's important that we embrace the wholeness of all that is occurring because sometimes uh, I hear a sidebar of a a separateness, and I know it's not intentional, but some people may mm-hmm. think that they can take a portion of this and move it into a space and have that separate from the whole, but all of this is interrelated, and it has to work and balance itself so that there can be the complete healing. Okay. Um, you know, oh, you- I'm, I'm going to you know, comment on that. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, actually, uh, well, Ali, do you want to go ahead and take this, and, and then I can follow up with it? Yeah, if you have a specific question, I'll have a comment. I appreciate your comment. If you have a question, I'll answer. Okay. Well, actually, okay, so one of the things that I, I want people to understand is that um, when we talk about the the deities and the gods and the ancestors, uh, understand that there is there is a part of these deities that actually exists within you. So when you are petitioning, the the altar is nothing more than an extension of what is actually ta- that what is actually taking place within you yourself. Um, in fact, I believe that uh, Master Gibson actually calls them, you know, palaces. There are actual palaces within you where the where the gods actually reside. And they actually take care of the physical functioning of the body. So uh, even though we are talking about having the altar and having this external representation of, of you know, of these, you know, of these beings, um, and it, it, it appears to be separate, understand that this already exists within you. So, you know, I, I do appreciate you, King, for coming on and, and bringing that to us uh, to our attention. It's, it's just that um, for this particular show, I, I did not really intend to get, uh, get into that particular detail, but do you have any other, uh, other comments for us or no, questions? No, no, that's great. No? That's great. I'm, I just, I'm glad that, that was brought to the table. I I understand, and I just wanted our, our listeners to capture that as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you for calling. My pleasure. Hotel. Mm-hmm. Hotel, brother. Hey, let me say let me say this on me if I may. Mhm. Yeah. I. Anybody that knows me, I'm 38 years old right now. Anybody knows me when I was like 30 in my 20s or whatever, I am way more balanced now than I've ever been in my entire life. And the reason I bring that up is is because there's many ways to get wholeness and balance. That's why they say there's many paths on the path to enlightenment. So for one person, something may work. For another person, something else may work. And that's why I said earlier, I'm in the business of sharing to people who resonate with me. And I understand that everybody's not going to resonate, and that's fine. Just like I'm not going to church every Sunday. Newsflash, you know? Could I? Yeah. But is it going to do anything for my life? Probably not. So that path doesn't work for me, but there's many people that go to church every Sunday who have a wholesome life and are very happy, prosperous, and full of joy. That Jesus is working for them. So there's many paths in order to to get wholeness and balance. I just want to state that. Okay. Okay, beautiful. Um, I believe one of my sponsors is on, so one moment. Welcome to Healing Paradigms. Uh, This is Arlene. Is this Julie? Yes, it is. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you? Uh, You have an event that's coming up. Good, beautiful. You have an event that's coming up on this coming November uh, out in near the DMV area, so please feel free to share that information with us. 
Yes, ma'am. We are having a ladies' night in all right event in the Baltimore area on Saturday, November the 14th. Tickets are on sale for just $5, ladies. Come in. You can shop, dance, drink, laugh at the comedian, and meet some of the wonderful vendors that we have available in that night. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. And I believe that also your your partner, Leslie, is on, so hold on. Okay. Hi, Hi, good evening, everybody. Hi. Good evening. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, do you have any more to share about your event that's coming up on the 14th of November? Um, Mainly that I'm excited. You just heard from one of the sponsors, Julie. She's with Pure Romance. We have another sponsor, um, Yummy Confections. So she's bringing all the desserts. And another sponsor, Jessica, with Damsel in Defense. Um, The topic is all right. And so we're reassuring Baltimore, as many of you have watched, uh, Baltimore just go through a lot uh, within recent seasons. And so we are coming with a lot of joy and a lot of activity and a lot of interconnectedness through this event to help women know that it's going to be all right. Uh, so that's the theme. And so we're just very excited about connecting women in Baltimore again. They're coming from everywhere, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, uh, North Carolina. I mean, it's a really, really blessed and awesome time to watch women just kind of come together and, and be ready to attack Baltimore is what we're saying to make sure that we help women have a great time again. <laughs> okay, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, ladies, for sharing your information with us. Thank and, you for having um, me. Yeah, you're quite welcome. And for those of you who want to know more information about this, uh, you can visit our the Family Healing Circles uh, website or Facebook page. It is Blog Talk Radio slash Family Healing Circle, and you can go connect directly with these ladies' pages. So thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mhm. Bye bye. Bye. All right. So, Brother Ali, are you? I see that we have another caller in the queue. Are you ready for more questions? Oh yeah, definitely. I want to hear from the people. Definitely call in. Okay. Share. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eight four three four uh, four eight five three. Um, you're on the air. Uh, introduce yourself Greetings. and tell us where you're calling from. Greetings. Greetings. Uh, welcome to all. Peace to the God, Brother Ali. This is uh, Brother Brother L. I call your show occasionally. How are you this evening? You, this Brother Ed? Yeah. Hey, peace, bro. I'm good. Good, good. And how you doing, uh, Hostess with the Mostess? <laughs> I'm feeling excellent, Ed. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Great. Uh Brother, I just would like for you, if you would, to shed a little clarity since the sisters were talking about, um, hold it a minute, Baba. Um, they're having a party, so and they're wearing, and it's a white party. So what is the benefit, if there is any benefit, to wearing white? And uh, I uh, answer that, I if you will, and I have another question that uh, my grandson just distracted me and I uh, just lost track of thought on this second question. <laughs> hey, that's cool. I leave love the kids, bro. Shout out to Wu-Tang. I leave love the kids. Um, white represents purity 
and this isn't from a racial standpoint either. Let's be very clear. Um, white is just the color represents purity. Also, black represents purity. Um, so, like white or black, depending on what your what your view is on it, because white and black are interchangeable. Actually, imagine, but depending on what your blue what your view is, because somebody would be like, oh man, black means wicked or whatever like that. I know that's not the question. I still want to state it, but white it just represents purity. Same as black. I say, I say. Thank you. Um, that, Do you have any more questions? question is not yeah. coming to me, so I guess that is sufficient. I appreciate you for all that you are and all that you do. You know, it's your family, you know, your your empress. And um, brother today, I forgot his name at this time, but, you know, you definitely have a, a magnificent team. You know, and uh, you, you, uh, Sister Arlene, I appreciate you also. So I thank you for your sharing, and uh, I'll say blessings at this time. Okay, hey, blessings, thank you. Bro. I appreciate that. Okay, so if there is anybody who has any more questions for my myself or my guests, please feel free and press the number one, and I will make sure that I get to you. So um, what we're going to do is, or what I'm going to do, is I am going to play another song, give us a quick break, you know, go Get yourself a drink of water if there's anything that you need to take care of, and we will be right back.
question for you, which is, you know, when a person is beginning to, getting on the path and they've been on it for a while, what are some of the changes that they actually begin to experience and see in their lives? I mean, I know that for each person, it is, of course, going to be different, you know, um, and not every uh, everybody's path is going to uh, be the same, but if there are any type of consistencies that you've seen across the board, please feel free to share them. Okay, you saying what changes um, people may experience yeah. in general? Yes, yeah, some of the ch- some of the changes that they may ex- uh, experience in general. Yes. Yeah, one of the main things, and this is a thing that people have a lot of problems with, is like the people you were cool with, like friends and family. You may have a whole mm-hmm. lot less in common now. That's probably one of the main things that people experience is not being able to relate to their friends and family. Um, you might feel a little outcasted and shunned. Um, I know recently I put up a video um, helping people explain their altar to other people. I know that was a problem people had. They had altars in the living room. There are people come over, family, and they're like, oh, man, well, how am I going to explain my altar? You know, so um, just feeling different, you know. Um, I coined a term um, that people, when they take a spiritual path, especially working with altar, doing magic and doing all this quote-unquote, new age, woo-woo, um, you become like the black sheep of the family. And I flip the script and look at it as you're the ambassador of your family. You're the ambassador of your bloodline because, I, I, for the most part, you're probably the only person in the family that has an altar. That puts you in a very, very important role. So you feel a lot different than the people that you were cool with before. Um, another thing that you may experience, and this is not popular, but I still I'm, I still need to speak on it just a tad bit, is you might lose things before you gain things. If you look at spirituality in its truest form, it's the opposite, quote, unquote, of physicality. So when you grow spiritually, you might lose physically. 
But the beautiful thing is once you get back balance and everything, you can start getting back physical things. So you may start to not resonate with your job. Like I said, relationships, you might um, start losing money here and there. Um, sometimes you have to strip away things before you can build it back up. We always want to build, 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 but sometimes you need to destroy, destroy, destroy to allow the new to come in. Um, so that's some of the common things that people general, generally experience um, once they take this uh, spiritual path. Okay. Now, uh, in in any of your any of the cases with the people that you've dealt with, have have you run across anybody who had um, an experience where they were, were beginning to recall like their previous incarnations, um, the things that are coming up in terms of their uh, their uh, abilities? Um, have you run across that your, uh, yourself? Have you experienced that, or have you run into any clients that have experienced the same? Oh, yeah, I've definitely experienced that. Um, a lot of people experience it. We just don't put the term past life with it. Um, quick example is recurring dreams. A lot of times you're having recurring dreams that have to do with a past life, for real. So, um, but you may not make that connection, but a lot of people say they've had recurring dreams. You put it together, sometimes it has a lot to do with your past life. But me in particular, yes, I have my own uh, personal experience with that. Um, everything that I teach about and talk about, I have firsthand knowledge of. So it's past if this person said this or I read it in this book. I'm talking about actual experience. That's why... That's why I'm comfortable being in a position where I don't have to convince anybody for a true spiritual path. It should teach you compassion, where you're compassionate about what everybody else is doing. But, you know, past life, yeah, that comes up because you're here because of your past life. What you did in the past is what gave you your present, you know, so that's the way it works. So if you want to know, and I know you didn't ask this, but if you want to know what your past life was about, Look at what your life is about now. It's going to break down to two things. What gifts are natural for you? You didn't just wake up and learn it this lifetime. And what challenges and blocks are you having? Guess what? They didn't just happen this lifetime either. Okay. Okay, so do you have um, a basic uh, meditation? And if you're okay with actually going through it, that would be fine. Um, but a, a basic meditation that you suggest that people use, or do you, uh, or do you um, suggest that they go elsewhere for that? No, I cover. If, if I talk about it, I can definitely cover it. Um, once again, we made articles, we made YouTube videos um, to. Um, show people simple techniques for meditation. Um, so you may want to check that out. But to document something here also, um, just get in a comfortable mm-hmm. position. A lot of times we overcomplicate everything. If you're not comfortable with the word meditation, just say, I'm going to think. Because meditation means to ponder. Ponder means to think. That's the root word of meditation. It simply means thinking. So the question becomes, what are you thinking about? So that's where meditation comes in. Sit in a dark, quiet room and just observe your thoughts. You know, um, too many times we think we need this crystal, this posture, this mudra, this mantra playing in the background, this chant, all these different bells and whistles, and you overcomplicate it. Just go in a dark room, turn the lights off, and chill. Just sit. 
And what you can do is just observe your thoughts. Look and be the observer of your thoughts. Thought requires energy. If you don't think so, stop thinking. You can't do it. <laughs> so you observe your thoughts. There's one of the one of the big things, and, and I and I share this often because, like I'm, like me personally, when I was coming up, I didn't have, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about. It. In fact, I didn't hear anybody talking about it. But one of the big things that helped me was I started to know what was the voice of my ego and what was the voice of my higher self. It's a very big distinction because usually they sound the same. The thoughts are going to sound the same. So you figure out, okay. This is coming from my ego and my lower self, and this is coming from a higher aspect of myself. You learn that by observing your thoughts and what we call meditation. So just simply go in the room and do your best just to observe your thoughts. Try not to control your thoughts. See what thoughts pop up in the surface. See what themes are playing out. See if there's any kind of person, place, or theme that sticks out. You'll start to notice this. The thing is we don't do enough work so we can see the different patterns in our life. All our lives have a certain pattern and rhythm to it. You can see it in astrology. You can see it in numerology. If you're not comfortable with those sciences, you can see it in your calendar. 365 days ago, it was the same day. We're dealing with a cycle. It's a pattern. This world is fashioned through patterns, the mathematical construct. That's why I love numerology. You know, so just observe your thoughts. To answer the question, a simple meditation Get comfortable, dark room, and just simply observe your thoughts. That's a very simple thing that anybody can do today. Okay. We do have a caller, um, area code 646, last four digits 6162. I'm coming to you. Hello? Hello. Welcome to Healing Paradigms. Um, Introduce yourself and tell us where you're calling from. Hi, um, my name is Danielle, and I'm calling from Brooklyn, New York. I'm also mm-hmm. friends with um, the Thomases. <laughs> it's not- oh, okay. <laughs> okay, greetings, greetings. Greetings, greetings. Blessings to you all. Um, I have two questions for you. Um, the first one is, what does the term chosen one mean to you? I'm sorry. Sorry, say that again. Sure. Um so I have two questions for you. The first question is, what does the term chosen one mean to you? Chosen one? Yes. Hmm. In what context? Use it in a sentence. Sure. Um, actually, I guess the second one would um, be a little bit more understand. Um, so the second question is, um, does, the, does, it, does the word chosen one, like, um, let's say in a spiritual world, the spirit says that yeah, you're the chosen one, Based on, I guess, leading people. Um, oh, just, okay. okay. I got you. I got you. We all have different roles in this lifetime. Um, some of us came down here to quote unquote teach or help people. You can see who these are. You can look throughout history and see some of the great teachers El Haj Malik, Shabazz, Malcolm X, peace and blessed be upon them, Martin Luther King, peace and blessed be upon them. They were great teachers. It was in their spiritual and physical DNA to come down here and lead people. So in that regard, you can quote-unquote call them the chosen one. But we're all chosen for something. So we all have a different purpose we serve. 
And that's the part where people make it sound good, like we're all the same, but let's be real. Everybody can't lead people spiritually, and everybody can't, you know, be a janitor. We all have a certain talent that we're orientated to. And once you unwrap that gift, you can share it with the world. Some people's gifts are to help lead people. So if you want to call them the chosen one, I personally wouldn't, but I can see how you can use that. Okay. Okay, cool. Does that answer your question, sis? Yes, it does. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for calling. Thanks. Okay, we have another caller here, area code 202, last four digits, 5101. Hello. Hi. Oh, hi, welcome to <coughs> Healing Paradigms. Uh, hi, tell us evening. your name and where you're calling from. Sure. Uh, my name is Erin Taylor. I'm calling from Washington, D.C. Um, good afternoon. Um, I've been listening and I didn't even realize that I had it on mute. I pressed one like maybe a half an hour ago. Like, hey, when are they going to call my number? <laughs> so, excuse me. Um, so I just want to say hello and hi, uh, brother, um, on your web uh, uh, Facebook, actually. And um, I knew tonight I had to listen to you guys. Um, a couple other times I've been, um, I sent, uh, well, excuse me, you sent me the link to listen, and I haven't. However, this show right here has been nudging me, nudging me. So I'm here, and I'm glad because now I feel more violent. Um, what I would like to talk about is uh, currently where I'm at, you hit it on the nail. You said that you have to go through um, the the phase of destroying before you can build. That's exactly where I'm at. I feel like I'm on a fence. Um, previously, I've... Um, I was vegan, I had my altar, I had crystals. However, those things, even though they connected with me spiritually, I still, well, now looking in, those were uh, cookie cuts. Um, when you talk about, you know, we get too complicated with this has to be here, you have to do this. However, what spirit is doing to me now I'm so, is so deeper. You know, um, I actually stopped doing the vegetarian, well, the vegan diet and, I started drinking again, and, you know, just recently, all of a sudden, I wanted an alcohol beverage, and I actually drank it last night. However, the effects that it had on me previously, they didn't have the same effect on me. It's like I'm too higher up to even feel what this thing is doing to me, but the only thing that I can feel is, like, the headache, um, hindsight of drinking it, so I'm not even getting that, you know, buzz, per se, that most drinkers drink for. Um, so, oh, another thing I would like to mention is that I was donated this um, piece of wood. It's like it's a three drawer wood, and when when I brought it home, instantly I heard this is going to be your altar. And surprisingly enough, I come home from work, my daughter cleans up, and guess what's on top of this wood? Candles. It's already like my children are in mode of, you know, uh, facilitating this energy. Um, so. I don't know if I have a question. I hope I kind of, like, said something that, you know, sparked a thought within you guys. Um, I just felt super heavy today. However, listening to you all tonight, I'm lifted. I feel like weights have been lifted off of me, and I'm just resonating with, like, everything. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. So I thank you all for this. Um And even, I mean, you guys are hitting every point, especially with wearing the color I tend to wear always wear black. 
I love black. That's just where I'm at. Um, and even with the chanting, the prayers, I mean, this is just great. Okay. Thank you. Thank you beautiful. so much. So, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, like, super excited. It's like I want to ask a question, but I don't have one. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, that's it's fun. like. <laughs> but I'm 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 such a question person, but I just wanted to say those things. So I would definitely be looking on to your uh, YouTube footage, and I'm looking over my notes. I got like a whole page of notes. Like Aaron, ask a question. <laughs> but I really hey, don't. You want me to share something with you? Sure. That you didn't ask, but your soul did. Sure. Your soul wants direction. It wants direction and consistency. Um, you, 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 you. I want. I wouldn't call it a jack of all trades kind of thing, but you dabble with a lot of stuff, but you haven't fully committed. It's just uh, a full commitment. You know what I'm talking uh, about. I do. That's, that's what your soul is wanting. That's what your soul is wanting. So I'll leave you with that. And I don't know. Like I just. I just feel like a gypsy, honestly. I just feel like a spiritual gypsy. Like I'm just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you commit. You commit. You commit to one, one thing, two at the max. I promise you, that'll lead you to something else, which will lead to something else. You're not getting led to something else because you haven't fully committed to A. You have to huh. fully master A before you get to master B. You see. Okay. So a lot of people. You want to talk about something that prevents a lot of people from growing is just that. I got to know wow. this. I got to know that. I got to know this. They're doing this. Let me try this. Let me do this ritual. Oh, okay. I see this over all the way all over the place. No growth. And then you've right. been studying metaphysics for 10 years and you feel like you're a baby still. Where someone and is focused. And I'm, not, yeah. and I'm not saying this to brag or boast, but I uh-huh. work with people that are green. Talk about, they're still Christians. I worked with several people that were still going to church, and they're mm-hmm. having spiritual breakthroughs that are out of this world compared wow. to people that have been studying for 10 years, just being wow. honest. With the right yeah. tutelage, with the right guidance, with the right practice, anybody can grow, but it takes commitment and dedication. So how do you then, from what you said, how do you even know the direction? I mean, I know I could sit down, meditate, and I could pray. It's almost like... That, yeah. That's where people, I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's no, where people ahead. have to humble themselves and go to a, a spiritual teacher or a master, to be honest. Got it. Got it. That's what they have to do. But, or ego, I can do everything myself. Good luck. Have fun. Right. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. It sounds good. It sounds right. good. Wow. Well, awesome. Peace and blessings to you both. Thank you for this. Have a good evening. Thank you. Oh, you're you welcome. Too. Thank no you problem. for calling. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are heading to into like 8.30. If there are any more questions out here, please press the number one, and, you know, me or Brother Ali will, you know, be willing to take your call. And if not, we can close out the show a little bit earlier than expected. Going once, going twice. Oh, oh, there we go. Um Okay, area code six one five seven nine five two. I'm coming to you. Hi. Welcome to uh, Healing Paradise. 
Um, my name is Zanetta. I'm uh, been listening in on the call. I um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much uh, new to starting my journey, maybe a year plus in. So I'm really mm-hmm. learning a lot from, uh, you know, just around the globe. You know, just different uh, groups and different positive spiritual people that are trying to. Um, be more inclined with the spirituality, more of a higher vibration, more of um, living uh, like we should have been living. But, you know, like I stated, we're just finding out, some some of us are just finding out the truths and uh, eyes are awakening and opening to what uh, this reality really is. And um, I'm really, I'm not struggling, but you know, I haven't found that person that I could really think, uh, you know, that can really, like, guide me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a change in me, um, which I've always noticed and, and thought that I was different, actually, from a, a, a teenager or a young child. And um, But I've noticed a change in me where, I am more heightened to things. Now I'm, it's like when I'm at work at a specific area, more than on a few occasions, it's like birds. I had the sense that birds were trying to get my attention. And it was like some black crows. It may have been a couple of them. And I know that's uh, symbolic for something. I'm Like I said, I'm not really... Um, burst in everything yet and knowing everything yet to where I'm uh, in remembrance, but I know I'm going to get there. And that's just one instance and, um, you know, just different things that I'm just starting to notice, dealing with nature and things that I wasn't paying attention to at first. And it just seems like things are starting to happen. I don't know if they're tests or I don't know if I'm, I don't know how to do the rituals yet. Um, I've kind of dabbled in it a little bit uh, once dealing, you know, with situations dealing with my job. Um, But I'm trying to figure out uh, what do I need to do? Um, Why do I keep having uh, people that seem like they're coming at me, they're trying to sabotage me, they're trying to do I be, I believe they're intimidated by me. I'm not an arrogant person. I don't. I'm not boastful. I am um, just your, you know. I don't even know the word to describe it. But I'm trying to I figure out what it is I need to do. Yeah, I got you. Um, you have a lot, a lot going on, a lot going on. As I tune in on you energetically, I'm 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 gonna say it like this: When you go to the buffet, the buffet has a lot of different items at the buffet. But mm-hmm. the more you go there, you you'll say, "Well, I like the casserole. I like the meatloaf. I like the chicken." You know, you start to get your favorites or whatever. That's the same thing with the spirituality. There's a lot of spiritual teachers, a lot of spiritual guides. But after listening and partaking, you'll notice that you're attracted to one or a, or a couple. That's who you want to focus on. These guys and teachers are going to recommend things. That's what you want to do. 
whatever you run, whatever you do that changes you for the better, that you feel like you're gaining something from, you just met your teacher. Okay. Because the information they share is helping you. So you're resonating with that individual. Well, it, it, it's not just one. That's what I'm Actually, saying. Narrow it, narrow it down. What I recommend for, like, people when they first start working with me, I tell them, try not to listen to everybody because you'll end up confused. I was there. I wanted to listen to everybody, do what everybody said, and I just was dabbling and doing a little bit of everything. And I wasn't wrong until, until I narrowed down. i like, you know what? I resonate with Master Gibson, and I resonated with Brother Panic. Bam. There it is. I'm good. Okay. So that's why okay, I recommend but, Okay. I understand uh, that uh, fully, but the person uh, that I believe I do resonate with, um, I get some sort of sense of, about her, and I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure it out, and I and I keep and it and it's telling me that it's not good. Well, go with that feeling. Go with that feeling, but also don't don't feel like you have to be married to anybody, because somebody can serve a purpose just to wake you up and help you for a few months. You know, you're listening and reading things that they're saying. Like, that's fine. Right. You know? So, um, yeah, you can, it's just like with anything. You test drive a car, if you don't like it after a while, you can trade it in. Like, just just want to really see at the end of the day, are you a better person? That's that's the best indicator that you can have. Am I a better person than people like to be around me? That's mm-hmm. very simple. If you say yes, then you're growing. If you say no, then you still have a lot of work to do, which is fine. But mm-hmm. just know that know where you are. So a lot of times too, you start to get a little bit of knowledge, and then now you feel like a teacher. I'm a master teacher. I read two books. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just got to be honest with yourself at the end of the day. Know where you are. Play your position and grow. Right. Okay. Now, what do you suggest? Uh, what what I'm going through dealing with like certain situations as I was stating that you know just seems to it seems like it dissipates but then it comes back in full force again different yeah, things yeah whatever of, I'm sorry I, I got your question clearly whatever you're going through on the inside will will reflect the outside it's popular we say it you know my thoughts are things no it's a real Universal thing, <laughs> you know, these you've got chaos going on. You're going to meet people and places and things that cause more chaos in your life. So if you're experiencing that, it just shows that you still have work to do. The universe and the creator love us so much that they keep nudging us and telling us, hey, you're not in the right direction. Hey, you're in balance. Hey, this is not going right in your life. We get so many clues throughout the day. But a lot of times we ignore. A lot of times we'll blame it on the other person. And guess what? You'll never grow blaming on another person. There's a lot of things going on in the news right now. People blaming the government, people blaming police. Guess what? You never grow when you put a blame on something. You only mm-hmm. grow take full accountability for everything that's happening to you. 
So that's why I recommend. I don't blame anybody for anything. And I use a morbid example. I can step out of the house and get in my car and somebody can rear end me and put me in a hospital. I'm not going to be mad at that person. I'm going to be like, what in my life, where am I in balance that put me in a position to get hit? It's a different way of looking at reality. Okay. Even this even applies to the corporate world in a work setting. It applies to everything. There are no exceptions to this rule. Everything. Mm -hmm. No exception to this rule. Until you take self-accountability, you'll always be the victim. And too many people that look like me are playing victims right now. It's hard to be a god and a victim at the same time. You're a god or you're a victim. I choose to be a god. You know, I've it came to me about um, work, you know, to try to be a bigger person than, you know, and I do try. I mean, I don't, I'm just, I'm not understanding what it is that I'm doing. I, I do not bother people. Huh? You just have room to grow. You're fine. Give yourself permission to make mistakes, but you just have room to grow. You have acknowledged the problem, and uh, and now we have to work on growing. I promise you, just focus on your growth and everything works out. Like, I mean, it's really that simple. You start to grow, things just work out for you. People just start to help you. Same people. I mean, I literally have people that were, quote, unquote, hating me, quote, unquote, trying to sabotage me. They're my biggest supporters now because I handled it differently. I didn't go and try to beat them up or curse them out or nothing. Just be the bigger person. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, just just grow. That's the only thing you have to do, I promise you. It's really that simple. Michael Jackson gave the blueprint. Start with the man in the mirror. It's all you have to do. Everything else starts, mm-hmm. just starts working itself out. I promise you. So I should not file grievances or anything like that. I need to just, if I need to work. Case, obviously, if you have a case for grievance, then yeah, you file it. But if you're making up something, then no. I mean, it just that has to be a judgment call. I mean, I mean, things happen in this reality where you have to file a lawsuit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is really controlling your reality and being a co-creator with the creator, because everything is already being created anyway. We're just unconscious of it. Once you gain enough light and gain enough spiritual awareness, you become conscious of your creation. So you can walk the path that the creator laid down for you with confidence as opposed to guessing. Okay. Okay, thanks. Um, um, one of the things, my, um, this is just a suggestion, um, and with as with all suggestions, you know, if it resonates with you, you can accept it, and if it doesn't, then you can, um, you can discard it. Um, but in the morning, when when you wake up in the morning and you do whatever you know you do whatever your spiritual practice is, um, if, be it meditation, be it prayer, uh, what you do is just call in for a different experience. It it is in fact creating your own day. Um, but not only see yourself in love and light. Or, or just see, just ask for, and just for things to go smoothly, for you to be in a state of calm and in a state of peace, 
and that you're going as you go out in the day you're going to extend have that energy be an extension of who you are and that you are going to radiate that and you let that be your internal intention and have that actually begin to actually feel that in your physical body what does you know what does you know peace feel like what does calm feel like what does joy feel like what does love feel like what does it feel like in my my consciousness in my experience and and just affirm for yourself that not only is that going to be a part of you but that you express that in your world out throughout the day one of the things that i always encourage people to do is that when you wake up in the morning you take that time out to you know, state what it is that you want to create for the day. If you want to have a beautiful experience, then uh, get to that place where you're feeling what that feels like in your in your body, uh, and start asking yourself, well, if if I was to create the most perfect day that I could possibly create, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And even if it doesn't come out exactly like you envision it in your mind, what you will begin to recognize is that when you've when you've done that in the morning, and, and the reason why I suggest that you do it as soon as you wake up is because you're when you wake up you're in the alpha state, and that is uh, the opportunity and the time for you to have the most influence over the subconscious mind. Then you will begin to notice that things will look differently for you. But if you're dealing with some, if you're going ahead and you're dealing with some things right now, I would say go ahead and take care of those things. But this is just a suggestion and see how that works for you, how that works for you when you set that as an intention in the morning time. Okay. I, I, okay. I The mornings I do, I, I give, you know, acknowledge to um, the universe and the, my ancestors and Mm-hmm. I'd say a day this is going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. I, well, in addition, in addition to saying that it's a great day, what does what you really want to get into is that that vibration of well, what does that great day feel like in your body? And just pause for a moment and allow yourself to feel what that would feel like. What does <laughs> love feel like in my body? and allow yourself to experience that. And then and then also and also if you know what does if I were to bring in the energy of love and joy into the world, what does that feel like in my body because it has to be the internal experience and for the in order for you to experience it out in the world. There is there one of the things that um that is often encouraged is like when when we say that what's going on inside of you is being reflected re- being reflected back it just means that you need to work on a little bit more on that feeling state of what what it is that you would like to experience and start asking the questions that would allow for you to get into that feeling state of what that would feel like does that make any sense to you yes it does Okay, yes. I'm just so, and, 
Yeah, and and then when I, I especially um, one of the things that I do especially like to do is uh, what I call affirming questions. So if you have any particular affirmations, like my, I think my my favorite one of my favorite ones is um, by um, Hanel, which is uh, I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. So I will go ahead and I will ask the question. Why am I whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy? And then that gets that gets your mind into the you know because the mind is in that state of always asking answering questions, it will get your mind to start that process of actually like well why am I? And then and then ask the question of the body, what does it feel to what does it feel like to my body to be whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy? And then allow yourself to feel that in the body, and understand that it, it's going to take a little bit of it's going to take a little bit of time. But what you begin to do is you begin to reprogram the subconscious mind, and you also reprogram the body mind in order to be in alignment with what it is that you're wanting to create. So that the experiences that you're currently experiences, it, they're you know just think of them as as a part of the process of you know what you used to do, but you are in fact creating a new experience for yourself. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. You're Alrighty. quite welcome. All right. Uh, I um, I forgot the other brother's name. Brother Ali. Brother Ali, I'm sorry. Thank you for your input as well, and you uh, both have a, a well night. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, we do have one more caller, area code 708, last four digits, 7341. Oh, welcome well. to Healing Paradise. Yeah, welcome to Healing Paradigms. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Yes, this is Harper from the Midwest. Hi, Brother Ali. I'm on your Facebook. How are you this evening? Hey, peace. Who is this? Who is this? Hello? Did we just lose her? Uh, Did you put us in mute? Did you uh, mute your phone? Let me check. Okay, there you are. There you are. I'm here? Yes, you're Hello? here. Yep. Hi, guys. How are you? This is Harper from the Midwest. Hi, Brother Ali. Hey, peace, peace. Peace, peace to you all. I just want to veer off the road a little bit here. Uh, this is just a question that's kind of tugging at me. I wanted to know. What do you guys think about mediums and people that are able to communicate uh, and contact people on the other side? And why isn't it more prevalent in our community as opposed to oh, the community? I- I, I think that it is prevalent in our community. We just call it something else. Um, I um, I won't say that mediumship is necessarily where my the strong. It isn't the strongest part of my gifting, but uh, uh-huh. it is a part of it when when people are specifically well asking me about 
who their loved one is. Um, but I'm not, I'm not like, uh, what is it, the Long Island medium or Monica the medium. I, I don't do that mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this anxious to go over to somebody. No, I, I don't do that. Somebody has to actually come to me with that information, but um, uh, come to me and specifically ask me questions. But um, um, I, why, I think that, I think that it's been taught out of us that that ability, uh, or we're thinking that uh-huh. that it's something else. Um, Brother Ali, I don't know if you have a different perspective on that. Okay, what what made you ask that question? It's just something that's been tugging on my spirit for a while, and I said when I get an opportunity to speak with you again, I wanted to kind of run that by you because. Um, when I'm at my altar and, and I'm not consistent, I must, you know, be honest with that because of personal things. But when I just feel like, you know, why is it that we're not able to have that ability or that gift or that was handed down? I know it got kind of lost in the shuffle things, and I see so many people getting help. And I know the knowledge that I do have and give them does not come from me directly because it's way above my understanding sometimes, you know, when someone is, you know, most of my inner circle of people who just know me or even strangers, they'll get advice from me. And then when the conversation is over, I'll say, I wonder, how did I do that? Or why did I come to it on that level? So it kind of always made me feel like, why isn't we're able to do that as a, a blessing to help people to move from one place to another or to help them heal and to grow in areas that they may be struggling in? I see, you know, like I say, like the Long Island medium, she does so fluently, and she's helping people all over the world. So yeah. I know, like, you know, people are just, like, yearning for that type of, I'm not, I'm just trying to say for an example, I don't know, you know, what the whole spill is behind that, but I'm just saying just to be able to have that type of gift. And I know it's a lot of people that are psychics in the the secular world, like, you know, uh, people that uh, have, uh, you know, uh, Spanish people or different people of different ethnicities that deal with uh, spiritual works and things like that, that we don't have that like in our own community that people can go to to help aid and assist them in different things that um, that they may be uh, struggling or, or needing to do. I, I've heard of people, they may go to New Orleans or something like that, but I'm just saying within our own communities that are more accessible. Yeah, for one, that's a specific, like for everything, like, we're all that. We're all psychic. We're all clairvoyant. We're all claircognizant. We're all clairsentient. We're all everything. Everything, mm-hmm. all the phenomena, we're all that. But the thing is, some people are more acute or more keen to one of the specific things. So there are people in the community that are a very high-class mediums. Like, I have mediumship abilities myself. And if, if a message needs to come through, it comes through. Like, I've told people names of ancestors. They was like, oh, man, something, something. Then come to find out, oh, that's in the bloodline, and the person just transitioned or whatever. So we're out here, you know. But um, as far as you or anybody who feels like they have the ability that they feel like they have ancestors communicating with them, which we all do, 
once again, there's the different levels. That's where you want to really get a meditation practice. You have to calm the mind down so you don't hear all the clutter because when their vibration comes through is when it comes through in impressions. Like a lot of times I'll get impressions. It will be a, 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 tro- a, a, a chakra area or it be a sensation or it be a focus on a body part. All these different things that you have to piece together, you can only get that message if your mind is quiet. That's why Arlene talked about the alpha state. People that are psychic and naturally intuitive, we can dip into the alpha state at the drop of a hat because we know we have to be receptive and open. So it takes practice. It takes practice and dedication. But if you have that, just simply start meditating and challenge yourself to meditate more. And then you'll start to hear their voice a lot more clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much for your insight on that. I was just wondering about that, and it's just kind of something that's been on my heart and mind to kind of inquire, just, you know, I don't know if some people are born with that, and I do understand over time we've lost a lot of those gifts or they're lying dormant within, so it's kind of hard to, you know, um, to tap into them at, with so much going on, so... You know, um, and again, I just was just curious about the whole thing. If you know, it's just dormant, or is it that you're born with it, or it could be a combination of. And so, like you said, meditation is probably probably, I guess, a good direction to go to kind of find out where you are. Because I think, like you say, we all do have that ability. We just it's measured on different levels. Yep, I, I mm-hmm. guess that. Uh huh. Okay. Yes, most definitely. Um, and then the thing is, is that uh, if you can go up, be a part of a community or a group, that would allow you to expand and grow and actually test it out to see, you know, because especially when you're beginning, um, it's always good to get. Uh, I always love confirmation uh, when when my when my clients come back to me or let me know, uh, especially when you're beginning. It you know you can just tell them what it is that you hear and then you ask them if that makes sense to them or if that resonates with them and and they'll let you know and they they will let you know so just especially when you're when you're just beginning and yeah um most definitely meditation is i i it's one of one of those foundational things that i always encourage people to do Okay. Well, that sounds okay. great. I'm definitely going to uh, utilize that information for myself. And just one more other thing, do you guys hear anything that's resonating with you about me in the spirit, uh, something that maybe will be helpful or I should know? I can be more specific if it's something about my career and finances. That seems to be an area that is affected every area, if that's a simpler way of putting it. It's not bad or good. It's just affecting the one or the other. Yeah, um, you got a lot of – you got other conflicts in areas. Like your energy is kind of – it's not only the finances, it's stuck in other areas. And one thing affects the next thing. So you have a lot of different little, what we would call bumps or spiritual blocks that's going on. A lot of different spiritual blocks. Mm-hmm. 
So is this something that I need to do or is it something? Because I keep getting that from different people. So, you know, I'm, I guess I'm trying to do the work myself because of other things, you know, like you have to have, like a lot of people, they say, well, they can help you, they can do this and that. But consistently across the board, I do hear that that is the case. Uh, so is it something that... Yeah, you if, just like... like if, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, um, uh, we are we are beginning to run out of time. Uh, is it possible okay. for him to get in? If, is it possible for you to get in contact with him uh, online to talk about this in a more uh-huh. in a personal setting? Mm-hmm. Sure, we're on we're okay. Friends, so that'd oh. be fine. Okay. But I want to thank you guys anyway for listening, and I'll do that. I'll oh. talk to you, Brother Ali, and thank you guys so much. Oh, you're quite welcome. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Brother Ali, would you feel free to give your, um, and thank you for calling, um, but uh, would you give your personal information about how people can get in contact with you? Yes. Easiest way, and I know we're running out of time, just go to salimyers.com, just my name, and add the .com. That leads you to my okay. other website, Third Eye Activation, YouTube, and everything. Okay. And for those of you who are on the line tonight, I do have a special going on with Healing Paradigms. Uh, Quantum energetic sessions are normally $95, but I'm offering a special of $45. Intuitive sessions are $40, which are normally $85. And if you call me within the next three days, uh, you will get a special bonus of the Haraline meditation. So you can get in contact with me on at area code 240-343-2590. And if you find yourself in a place where a source is calling you, just answer the call and see what comes through. As you feel the answer well deep inside get ready to feel the flow of a joyous ride when you begin to feel the flow of what is calling you just do your thing let no one detract you from what you want to do i'm going to do my thing you do your thing and i will see you soon at love peace and blessings everyone
I'm all When I dance, I dance to the beat of a drummer You don't hear and you dance to So if I look, I'll beat to you Well, the problem must be you, not me Irregular, but never irrelevant 